0: We continue with the lighting of the third candle. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Thou hast multiplied the nation and increased their joy. Christ has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows shattering the yoke of sin that burdened us. Let us pray. Almighty God, you give strength to the weary and pronounce blessings on those who mourn. You have sent us a Savior. You have made us your people. Fill our hearts with joy that flows from the forgiveness of our sins, joy powered by the resurrection of our living Savior, that we may shine like the stars of the heavens, bringing glory to you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, open Thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth Thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Behold, the King cometh.
1: And a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Sea is his, and he made it. And his hands form the. of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? I will hear what God the Lord will speak for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints but let them not turn again to folly glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice let your moderation be known unto all men the lord is at hand. The Old Testament lesson for this third Sunday in Advent is written in the 40th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together." For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The voice said, Cry! And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the godliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. O Zion, that bringest good tidings, get thee up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord your God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd, he shall gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with the young. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the fourth chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Brothers, let a man think of us as Christ's servants the stewards of God's mysteries. Here, moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by man's judgment. Yes, I don't judge my own self, for I know nothing against myself. Yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord." Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each man will get his praise from God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Thou that dwellest between the cherubims, stir up thy strength and come and save us. Give ear, O Shepherd of Israel. Thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. Alleluia, stir up thy strength, and come and save us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now, when John heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you he who comes, or should we look for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Blessed is he who finds no occasion for stumbling in me, as these went their way. Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind. But what did you go out to see? A man in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and much more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Amen, I tell you, among those who are born of women there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptizer, yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. In his days shall Judah be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our Righteousness. From the Antiphon and Intuit. Rejoice in the Lord always again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness, reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Lord, you are favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You, forgi- you forgave, that is, you lifted the burden of the iniquity of your people. You concealed all their sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The antiphon and intro this week are interesting. Because this morning we find John in prison for telling the people to repent. And as he sits in prison... You can almost hear him praying these words of the antiphon and in the introit. All the words except for half the parts about rejoicing from Philippians. From the introit it says, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored not the fortunes, you restored the captivity of Jacob. You lifted the burden of the iniquity of your people. You concealed all their sin. John was sitting in prison shackled in a prison that probably looked more like a dungeon than what we think of as prisons today. And he was in prison for however long he was. It was long enough to contemplate his life, his ministry, the Word. In loneliness, he would have contemplated probably what he had seen in our Lord's baptism, one of the highlights of his life. He would have thought about how he stood there in the waters as he saw his Lord, the Lamb of God, coming to him. He would have remembered how when he baptized our Lord, he saw the Spirit descend upon our Lord and the Father proclaim his beloved Son. Here the Lord showed Israel, in this baptism, the Lord showed Israel his favor. John preached to the people how they were in captivity, not to the Romans, but to sin and darkness. And then here in Christ's baptism, John saw the Christ who would lift the burden of the people's captivity in iniquity. He saw the Lamb of God who would conceal their sin in his blood, just as the blood of the Lamb had covered the doorposts every Passover. John was the best man who had seen the bridegroom. John thought when he had seen his Lord that his waiting was over because salvation was right in front of him. And as the bridegroom enjoys the wedding ceremony beside the groom, perhaps John thought he would be side by side with the Savior as he saw our Lord restore Israel from captivity. And imagine the excitement that would have been for John. However, Despite that excitement, now John finds himself not at the side of the bridegroom, but alone in a dank, dark prison. Instead of seeing Israel revived and restored, John only hears reports that, well, the Jewish people are split on who the Christ is. Some love him and believe him to be the Christ. Others hate him, those brood of vipers. John desired to see Israel's sins lifted from them and and forgiven, but instead he hears that his own people are split as he's in prison alone, suffering because Herod, his ruler, refuses to repent of his perverse lusts. And so with that all in mind, you can almost hear John's voice praying this introit. Will you not revive us again, O Lord? that your your people may rejoice in you. In prison, John saw anything but revival and restoration. He was alone, undernourished. He had no community. His disciples came to visit him, yes, but how much of a community is it when you can only speak to people through a window? There were no... Bibles in print like we have them now, so he didn't have that beside him. There were no podcasts to listen to, no written sermons, no services on TV. And there was no one there to preach the Word of God to him. He was alone and suffering for being faithful in his vocation as a prophet. His people, the Jews, were divided and fighting amongst themselves. Can you blame John this morning for not rejoicing? Still from prison, John hears from his disciples about Jesus' works. And so he sends a message to Jesus through those disciples asking, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Or put another way, is this the advent of the Christ right here, or not? Why did John send this message? What was John expecting to hear from our Lord, what was his desire? Yes, he's suffering, but why send the message? Did he expect a simple yes answer from our Lord? Did John hope that with this message, that with this message, our Lord would visit and free him? That our Lord would alleviate him of his suffering as a prophet? What did John want? Did he have a moment of doubt? Was it? Did he just send his disciples with a message so they could see our Lord at work? And it's a question that many Christians have pondered and many theologians have speculated over. Why did John send this message? And our Lord gives a response to this message, but he doesn't really give us a reason why John, was, John had given this message to him. Our Lord simply says, go and tell John what you hear and see that the blind receive their sight, and so on. As we wonder what John's message is about, well, what's our Lord's message about? Is he saying, hey, John, your disciples are going to tell you about all the people I healed and how I've alleviated people's suffering, but I'm not going to come and free you, so don't be offended by me. Just know that you're blessed. Is that our Lord's message? Because that would be a hard message to receive in prison. On the surface, it's not really very comforting. So, not only do we have to ask why John sent his message, but also why does Christ give this reply that doesn't seem all that comforting? And perhaps the answer to all that is in our introit Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice? And then let me hear what the what the God the Lord will speak for he will speak peace to his people to his saints but let them not turn back to folly. Well, if you consider the introit the answer starts to become fairly simple. John was suffering in prison as all prophets suffer. It was difficult. The reason why John sent the message to our Lord was this. He needed to hear God the Lord speak. He craved the word of the Lord. He wanted the peace that the word of the Lord gave. He wanted to hear the confirmation from the word of the Lord that he was indeed the Lord's saint. One of his very own. John wanted to have his strength wanted to have his faith strengthened by the word of the Lord so that he wouldn't turn to folly or be ashamed of the Lord. You see, John was in prison suffering, and he knew what he needed. And he couldn't in himself create this divine peace or confirmation or strength within himself. He needed the word of his Lord for that. And so he sends a message to our Lord In a way, saying, Lord, speak to me. And that's what our Lord is replying to. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. What our Lord is telling John is this. He's saying, John... I give the blind their sight. I give them eyes of faith to see. I make the lame walk. That is, I forgive the sins of the people, and in faith they are now able to follow me to the cross. I cleanse them because I am the Lamb of God heading to the cross to die for the sins of the world, just as you proclaim, John. I make the deaf to hear, That is, the sinner will hear about me crucified and will be given ears of faith to believe. John, your disciples saw the dead raised up because I will be raised from the dead and all who are not ashamed of me like you're not ashamed of me will be raised with me. What our Lord does for John in His Word. What John receives in that dank, dark prison as he's headed towards martyrdom in that Word, what John receives there from our Lord is peace and comfort and strength in suffering. He's telling John that the Old Testament has been fulfilled in him. That the way that John prepared Our Lord, in his first advent to the cross, is fulfilling. You see, in our Lord's reply, there is nothing more loving that our Lord could have spoken to John than what he said here. As if he said, in short, yes, John, I am he. Now in prison, rejoice. Rejoice in me. Again, I will say, rejoice even in your suffering. Let your graciousness be made known to everyone as you head to your beheading. That is is the fruit of Christ's message. And as John's disciples leave him, leave our Lord, Our Lord then turns to the crowds and in a way turns to all of us and he says something interesting. He asks you and me, what did you come out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? That is, in the wilderness of this dark sinful world where statues of even Satan himself seem to have a home in our own state capital. What did you come to church this morning to see and hear? Did you expect to hear a message of tolerance and acceptance and religious freedom and love is love? A message that sways and goes whatever way the winds of the day blow? Or that gives way to any and and everyone's preferences and personal tastes? Well, I could try to preach that. But I won't. Because if that's what you desire or if that's what you get, You might feel good for a day, but you won't have peace. Then Jesus asked, What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. That is, did you come to church to see and hear a message that will give you the warm fuzzies or that will alleviate your Christian suffering and persecution? That will justify your flesh in going after what it deeply, sinfully desires? Do you want a message that will bring us all together in some false unity so we can sing Kumbaya and feel good in the moment? We could preach that. But if that's what you desire or what you get, then you will not hear about how you are God's own, but the world's own. That sort of message will not give you faith or strengthen your faith. That will not be a message of endurance to help you through. Our Lord says, what then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, and more than a prophet. That is, did you come out to hear the word of God? Yes. And that is what we preach. That is what you get at church. And it's more than just a simple word. This is the faith that is given to you. The faith strengthened in you. The peace restored in you. This is the Christ who makes you holy and makes you one of His. That's what you receive. Our Lord says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. As if our Lord said, If you came to hear a message of repentance that is what you will get. So humble yourselves and repent because John has prepared this way for you. And if you came to hear a message of the gospel, that is what you will get. You will receive Christ who makes you his own in baptism. You will hear Christ crucified proclaimed to you for the forgiveness of your sins. You will receive Christ crucified given to you at the altar. Where here you will receive peace And faith and strength for your faith as one of Christ's own. What Christ gave to John in this passage is what Christ gives to you today. John suffered at the hands of his own people in captivity of prison. We suffer as well from persecution outside and infighting inside. If you notice what Christ did for John, he removed none of his suffering. But he gave him the word to endure it all. So as we suffer, our crucified Lord gives you his word with this message today as he told John. Rejoice, even in your suffering. Rejoice. Again, I say to you, rejoice. Rejoice in your suffering because the Lord has made you his own be gracious to all men as Christ has been gracious to you Paul says as Christ joined John in his suffering so our Lord joins you in your suffering and so then we join others in their suffering with the same graciousness that Christ gives us Christ joins us in our suffering so we may rejoice in him we join others in their suffering so they may rejoice with us. Because just as John's suffering would soon be over, ours will be as well because the Lord is near. So let us rejoice. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet, into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let my mouth be filled with Thy praise, and with Thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide Thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from Thy presence, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of Thy salvation, and uphold me with Thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let Thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in Thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto Thee. Lord, we beseech You, give ear to our prayers and lighten the darkness of our hearts by Your gracious visitation, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son, and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it, and bring forth the fruits of faith, by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent. That the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our Judges and Magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake. Comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work, and when our last hour shall come. Support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father. Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with Thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by Thy governance, may be righteous in Thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, Thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end, amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls